second. No, bitch, bitch, we're both Barbie. You want to go for a ride? You're your wife Barbie and I'm emotionally unstable Barbie. Okay. I'm I'm Kate I'm Kate McKinnon. You're the one that the head always pops off and the hair is always yes. fucked up. Yeah. Hi Barbies. Hi. Um this is not sponsored. No. I'm this Skipper. Is really I think. Well I'm, I'd rather be Skipper, I think. As long as I'm not Kelly, I, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm tempted to say I want to be pregnant Midge, not because I have any desire for children or pregnancy, but just because like she stirred shit up. Yeah. She was a feminist icon. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Skipper, I think was just like, like down to clown, like always like ready for a party, but like not the center of attention, but like still, still Skipper there. was, Skipper was every character that, uh what's her name plays um like the quirky sidekick judy uh judy greer yeah. judy greer skipper's the judy greer of the barbie universe okay i like that <laughs> i love her i love her too I lo every time yeah, she's in I'm a movie a i'm fan. like oh hell yeah uh-huh i'm like oh we're gonna get a sassy best I mean, friend here all bangers all bangers you're telling me Across the, the wedding planner 13 going on 30 like she what what hat everything she touches yep it it turns to rom-com gold. I love it. I love it. I love her. I love you. Love you. Um and when we're not Barbie, um I'm Caitlin. I'm Haley. And this is Crime Culture. Are you seeing Oppenheimer or Barbie first? I actually wasn't planning on seeing Oppenheimer until I learned Florence Pugh is in it. <laughs> oh yeah, she is in it. <laughs> Yeah, and then I was like, fuck, I have to see this now. But yeah, so Barbie was always going to come first. Okay. I was I, I feel was like Barbie's gotta Barbie be the first. palate cleanser. Barbie will always be my palate cleanser. Listen, that girl can do anything. Uh why are we talking about Barbie besides and the he's fact just that just Ken. <laughs> besides besides <laughs> I have to I'm checking the the showtimes for my local drive in because they do double Ooh, features and I really want me. them to do the Barbie barbenheimer yeah double feature they'd be stupid oh, not fuck. to that is such a great marketing opportunity they're not yeah i know i know some well, it's theaters, not out yet i know but it, i can like see ahead um oh yeah it's not showing it fuck all right well if you have a local drive-in that is showing a barbenheimer double feature please let us know so Haley can go i'll go yeah <laughs> i love that shit elliot will drive anywhere yeah if I tell him to. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's just Ken. He's <laughs> Elliot, just, no, I, I'm he's sorry. Just Ken. <laughs> anyway. Um, and, we're, and we're just on our own from this point forward. Yeah. Like five um, minutes into an episode and all we've talked about is Barbie. <laughs> well, no, I mean that Elliot's going to quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see how you get by with it with, without Ken. Um, all right. Yeah. So this is the Barbie Bandits. Okay. Which you don't remember the Barbie Bandits? No. Uh, originally, I knew we were talking about a Barbie-based crime. And mm -hmm. I remember we already talked about the... Did we talk about the Barbie and Ken murders already? Carla Homoka? Yes, what's we did. His face? And Ken? He doesn't matter. <laughs> He's, He's just Ken. Ken. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we talked about that already. So I was like, Bernardo. that can't be this. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Renner. It's not. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's not. I don't know what this is then. Yeah. This one's much lighter okay. than Carla Homolka and just Ken. Um, so 
This is about Heather Lynn Johnson and Ashley Nicole Miller, who were very sweet, very beautiful, very happy-go-lucky girls. They grew up in a nice middle-class neighborhood. There were plenty of opportunities at their feet. Johnston was a member of a very supportive church-going family. She was a straight-A student and a talented tennis player. She graduated from high school with a HOPE scholarship, which mm-hmm. was awarded to Georgia high school students who had at least a 3.0 GPA. And like I said, she was a straight-A student, so uh-huh. she more than qualified. And she had plans to attend Gainesville State College and become a dental hygienist. And Miller was not as known for her academic prowess, but she was known around the school for being a quirky little sweetheart. And she was a member of the cheerleading squad. She volunteered at a nursing home. So they were, they were, they were barbying. They were barbying. Um, They were also the last two people on earth that you would expect to rob a bank. But that is exactly what they did. Oh, shit. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Um, yeah. So on February 27th, 2007, Johnston, who was 19 at the time, and Miller, who was 18, walked into a Bank of America branch in a Kroger grocery store in Ackworth, Georgia, an affluent suburb of Atlanta. It was about 30 miles or 48 kilometers for our international li- listeners north of the capital of Georgia. Okay. While wearing designer sunglasses, they smiled sweetly at the bank teller and then slipped him a note telling him that this was a robbery and to give them all of the money in his drawer or they would kill him. That's fucking crazy. Yep. So the teller quickly gave them the money and within minutes, the girls were laughing as they walked out with nearly 11 million, I mean, $11,000. I was going to say, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of cash to have on hand. I mean, though, I will argue... 11,000 is no chump change either, especially like... No, definitely not. Yeah. Like, that's... I'm amazed that the bank had that much money. A bank inside of a grocery store. A bank inside of a Kroger. All right. Not even like a Whole Foods bank. I've never been to a Kroger... (laughs) This is wrong. I can can end that sentence there. I've never been been to a Kroger. Kroger. Well, I've never been to a Kroger while sober. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, I've just never been... I mean, I guess I've never been to a Kroger while sober either yeah or drunk or high um yeah but eleven thousand dollars like that's literally over sixteen thousand nearly sixteen thousand two hundred dollars today damn wait sorry i missed the college i missed the dates when was this this is february 27th 2007 oh okay all right 2007 okay that's not too long ago Mm -hmm. we were we were early stages of teenhood yes ourselves Um, But yeah, so two weeks after graduation, Johnston, she was enticed by the prospect of making upwards of $1,000 in a few days. She had a taste for the finer things in life. She wanted designer things. Um, She started working under the stage name Charlie at a now defunct strip club called Shooter Alley, which was about 15 miles or 24 kilometers outside of Atlanta in Doraville, Georgia. And yeah... Newly 18. She also looks like Taylor Swift. Okay. Um, she's got the looks to back it up, but newly 18, that is that is that is a troubling I'm not, time. I would never yeah, I would yeah. never ill stripping, like sex work no, is I, sex work. I ill the name of the, the a club. child. 
Oh, and that, and that. <laughs> that also, that, that was my ooh. I ooh the idea of like I think that there should be a higher age limit. I don't think that people who go there to see eighteen-year-olds are there because it's like oh, like these are the same types of people that counted down until Billie Eilish turned eighteen. Yeah, um, yeah, gross. I don't like that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. But she's young; she doesn't know better. And the same thing goes to, for Miller. Miller got into some trouble with the law soon after she graduated from high school, and so she started waitressing at a quote hooters like restaurant which led to her working at shooter alley under the stage name adrian not to be confused with rocky's adrian Mm -hmm. um and that's where she and johnston met and they became fast friends um the girls started hanging out together regularly they would go out enjoy the nightlife um johnston according to a co-worker became heavily involved with drugs Mm. And Miller became heavily involved with one of the club's regulars, a 27-year-old ex-con and notable drug dealer named Michael Daryl Chastang, mm. who went by Skinny, which I will not be referring to him as this entire episode. No. And did <laughs> that he, will not be. Did, here's my thing with nicknames. Did he come up with it or was like, did people start calling him that? Because you can't come know. up with your own nickname. You can't come up with your own nickname um i don't know i did see his mugshot granted it's from like the neck up he didn't look particularly like he didn't look profoundly skinny you know what i mean like he wasn't like a beanpole but i don't know maybe that's something i i don't know know. it's a stupid nickname it's but it's a stupid nickname and we're not going to refer to him as this because quite frankly i i don't support um allegedly though miller wanted to quote or wanted quote to take him under her wings and make him all better, end quote, according to her mother, mm. which is great, except rule number one, we are not rehabs for emotionally undeveloped men. Yeah. Two, you are 18. He is 27. Yeah. Let him one figure more out his own shit. What business? Uh, if an 18 year old came up to me when i was 27 and was like hey i want to fix you would i be like all right maybe there's something wrong with me yes would i be like oh yeah like let's 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 i don't even know how to flirt like what do they say like let's let's get hey i don't know going yeah sure something like that my point is nobody nobody laugh at me i'm not listen i got michael by the grace of god uh anyway so regardless that's a it's a red flag it's a red flag but yeah yeah. so johnston for her part also began dating a guy that her father approved of disapproved of according to her uncle um which may have contributed to a just issue with her parents between her parents her and her parents but that became a full-blown like schism when her family found out she was stripping and confronted her and told her to either stop or move out and for her, the choice was easy. She moved out of her parents' house in the fall of 2006. Yeah, that's and not Johnston the right thing. And Miller, that's not the right yeah. thing to say to help your child. No, no. The threat of, like, kicking somebody out is never going to better their life. Mm-mm. No, it is not. I mean, if you're, um, if you're a supportive, loving family, obviously, if, like, your parents are shitty, then, like, so much better <laughs> to leave. Exactly. But if your parents are trying to look out for you, saying, like, do this or leave like you want to kind of be on your kid's side and be like hey how do we figure out an alternative 
to this maybe yeah, or what, something what is clearly this not in the right. first place yeah yes something is clearly not okay you've got a straight a student off to college who is is fell into some trouble and then looking like taylor yeah. swift and all of a sudden she is not going to college anymore she's stripping she's getting into drugs she's running with this falling fucking... in with michael chastang skinny motherfucker yeah um I swear to God, watch it be something like, so you think I'm skinny? Um, he just want he just wants to be thin. Um, but yeah, so Johnston and Miller started living together. They started renting an apartment in a sketchy neighborhood in southwest Atlanta. The place had no furniture. They slept on blankets on the floor, according to Miller's mother. And in December, police actually arrested Johnston, December 2006, for trying to break into her parents' home while they were away. Um, she later said, quote, I went wild. I was on drugs most of the time. I didn't care what anyone had to say. I was going to do it my way. End quote. Breaking into your parents' house. That's some fucking Casey Anthony shit. That is some fucking Casey Anthony shit. I didn't even consider. You're right. Yeah. It's true. Don't do it. Um, yeah. So it wasn't long before the drug abuse and the lighthearted jokes became a catalyst for crime. Um, and then one day a joke about robbing a bank turned into something more um according to johnston one february night she was hanging out with miller and chastang and the three of them were joking about the idea of johnston and miller drop robbing a bank and the next morning johnston says chastang called them with specific instructions and he said he knew a bank teller at a bank of america branch and that he could be their inside man in helping them rob the bank and suddenly this idea to rob it wasn't a joke anymore it was a plan the girls mm -hmm. agreed to it chastang set the whole thing up and before she knew it, Johnston later said she was on the phone with their inside man, Benny Herman Allen III. All so, right. Yeah. Which I will say my entire time doing this research, um, I pictured Benny from The Mummy. Yeah. Benny! Yeah. You're on the wrong side of the river! Just the entire time. The entire time. Um, spoiler alert. Benny, Benny is not a bad that benny um no i wouldn't say a bad man we'll get into it we'll get into it he's not a good man but we'll get into it so johnson said she remembers taking instructions from the bank teller benny specifically on where to go and what to write on the note with the four of them agreeing to split the money so while johnston acknowledged that the note contained threatening language she wouldn't go into details during an interview with NBC News. However, sources said it read in part, quote, remember, I will not hesitate to kill you, end quote. Mm. So with the note written, Johnston and Miller prepared for the heist, with Johnston later saying, quote, I have to say we were kind of excited, end quote. If she knew how badly shit was going to go wrong, she would not have been so excited. Yeah. Do you think this is just going to go off without a hitch? Like, why? Why are you excited? Oh, you sweet summer child. So, yeah. On the day of the robbery, the women walked into the bank looking for Alan, but they could not find him. And after a few minutes of searching for him, Johnston later said that that is when the two realized, quote, we took a wrong turn somewhere and ended up going to a completely different Bank of America. Jesus fucking Christ. End quote. You dumb. 18 and 19. Take better directions. 19. We have GPS at this point. Yeah, but 
you and I do a dry trying run. to rob a bank at 18 and 19, we wouldn't have been capable of doing this. <sighs> these are, again, these are also like middle class. They looked like Barbie girls. Like, in a Barbie all, world. Like, again, if you and I, in a Barbie world, um, like if you and I were to try to rob a bank, I imagine it would, I don't know that it would even go as well as it's starting to go right now. I don't think they'd give me the money. <laughs> I don't think we'd even be able to like, I don't think we'd be able to get there. No. I don't think we'd be able to walk inside. No, I'd, I'd hit, I'd do the thing where I hit the wrong door that I like, I yep. push, I push on a pole and then I'd freak out and then I'd run away. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so then they called Alan who gave them the directions to the bank that he worked at once again. Oh my God. Are they going to rob and two banks? Nope. They walked out of that bank and arrived at the correct bank branch inside the Kroger several minutes later. Oh, oh, I thought they originally robbed the wrong bank. Okay. No, they looked around. They were like, where is he? Oh, I think we're in the wrong place. So they called him and they were like, uh, where do you work again? God, How do we okay. Get there? Okay. And already it's on their phone records that they called this guy and on, they're on camera going to one bank. Okay. All right. I see yeah. the holes starting to form. Yeah, they're on the wrong side of the river. Uh, so they walked up to the counter, handed Alan the note. He gave them the money, and the girls leave the bank with the money in tow. Uh, Karen Davis, a witness who was standing behind the girls in the bank line, remembered the two clear as day, uh, later describing in interviews how the girls were wearing very chic sunglasses, designer sunglasses, tight jeans, and short tops that exposed their midriff's gasp. Um... She said, quote, they looked like they were wearing designer head to toe and they'd coordinated outfits, end quote. That does sound like something you and I would do if we robbed a bank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to get the right fit. Oh, and, and that they did. It was very Paris and Nicole. Um, so only after the pair fled with the money did Davis actually realize that the girls had robbed the bank. So okay. meanwhile, Johnson and Miller were not thinking about witnesses or, as you alluded to, surveillance. Mm hmm. They were thinking about the money, and suddenly they're handing over the note. $11,000 is being moved from Benny to the young women. And Johnston later said, quote, he started throwing it out, and it was, like, going everywhere. So I was pushing it. Ashley was grabbing it, putting it in, throwing it in the bag. We were so scared. My heart was like, I think it stopped at one point. And I looked over. We looked at each other, and we just started running again, end quote. So after the theft, the two left the bank and separated their piles of cash on the floor of their apartment. And Johnston explained that they would have to share their new fortune with Miller's boyfriend, Chastang and Alan, the bank teller. And in the end, each person involved in the heist got a few thousand dollars. Okay. While driving away from the crime scene, Miller called Chastang and told him that they had just robbed the bank and made it out. And he told them to keep a low profile but according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the next day they went to the upscale Atlanta neighborhood of Buckhead to go on a shopping spree. Oh, my God. Which included shopping at Lenox Mall and Phipps Plaza, getting some stuff at Gucci, getting highlights at the trendy salon Carter Barnes Salon, grabbing a bite to eat, giving money to the homeless, all of which was also recorded on security cameras. Yeah, also, um, don't shit where you eat. I mean, like, go somewhere else to do this shopping. Like, uh, you're going to rob a bank and then spend all the money, like, the next fucking day? 
in the like the area where you frequent? Yeah. They're 18 and 19. Johnston said, But they were straight A students at one point. One was. One was. Um, Johnston said, quote, we went straight to the mall to get whatever we wanted, end quote. So, meanwhile, Miller and Johnston became a media sensation. Um, Some Atlanta media dubbed them the Barbie Bandits, which went national. That became the moniker that they were known by. And the surveillance camera footage of the teens handing a bank teller a note and then casually waiting for the money before giggling as they made off with their loot quickly became just like a national news story. Cobb County police spokesman Wayne Delk said it looked as if, quote, it's all fun and games to them, end quote. Mm. But when the women were getting their hair done, detectives, while the women were getting their hair done, detectives were getting tips. The biggest being surveillance photos from the bank of america so because again they walk in with nothing but sunglasses on well i mean they were wearing clothes well yes yes but you know (laughs) what i mean they're not covering their faces Yeah. yeah i mean yeah um but yeah so coupled with media coverage splashing the bank photos across tv sets across the country hundreds of calls start coming into the cobb county police department and the detectives were soon on johnson and miller's trail like these girls were so sloppy that the police the police we're able to crack this case in two days. Yeah. Can you imagine? They can't catch fucking John Wayne Gacy, but they catch these two girls in two days. Yep. Damn. Yeah, so they located their getaway car near the Six Flags Over Georgia theme park on March 2nd, 2007. And after a brief car chase, Johnston, Miller, and Chastang were arrested about 20 miles or 32 kilometers from the scene of the crime. And as police officers surrounded their car, Johnston said, quote, I just knew we were going to be in a lot of trouble, end quote. Nothing gets past her. That's a straight A student. Yeah. So the girls quickly admitted to robbing the bank, but they were charged only with theft, not robbery, because the authorities believed that they were working in cooperation with Chastang and Allen because of the amount of money that was involved. Mm -hmm. Allen was arrested then soon after. And when the police stopped, Chastang, Miller, and Johnston, they discovered marijuana in the car, marijuana and ecstasy pills in Chastang's pockets, and then possibly in an attempt to, like, protect Chastang, Chastang, Miller told police, quote, these pills are mine, those pills are mine, and he is just holding them for me, end quote. Yeah, that always works. So, yeah, and also, honey, you're, you're, you're 18, don't do this. No. Don't do this. Big mistake don't throw your life away for somebody especially somebody who goes by the nickname skinny also don't tell the cops fucking anything until you have a lawyer don't tell the cops shit yeah they can lie to you anyway in addition to the theft the two were also charged with drug possession and trafficking johnston was charged with marijuana possession and theft and later confessed to her role in the robbery to the police and then lastly alan was charged with theft meanwhile Miller and Johnston's families suddenly find out that their sweet, perfect, innocent little girls are the Barbie bandits and they're blindsided. Mm. They never would have believed that these two girls would do such a thing. It was so out of character. So Joy Miller, Ashley's mother, told ABC's Good Morning America that her daughter was sorry for what she did and that she had fallen in with the wrong crowd. And Joy also said that she wanted people to know that her daughter and Johnston were not bandits, saying, quote, they're little girls that made a bad choice, end quote. 18, 19 is not little girls, but no, okay. no. 
And Joy don't, also don't told apologize me. on behalf of your child. She can do well, that on the, her own. The girls are in jail. Yeah. At this don't point. Don't say that. Oh, she says she she's sorry. Oh, like, yeah. No. She'll say that at trial. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and we'll get to that because Joy also told Newsweek that she had visited Ashley in jail and that her daughter was coping as best as she could and even talking about returning to school to study nursing, saying, quote, she is a great kid. She's made a bad choice, end quote. But also said, quote, everything happens for a reason, end quote. That's stupid. And said but, right. she was hiring a lawyer and trying to get her daughter out of jail and just maintaining that her daughter was a, a good kid, that she was like that she made a bad decision she's a little girl and blah 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 well this little girl is a big ass adult who waived her probable cause hearing which meant that she remained in jail in lieu of posting bond her mother okay. goes out and gets a lawyer for her and she was like yeah no no nah. yeah. um meanwhile according to newsweek heather's father eric johnston said his daughter quote went down the wrong road end quote and quote lost her way from the lord end quote but that, quote, God puts people in our paths to bring us back to him, end quote. This is the same father that, you know, kicked her out. Yeah. He also said his family was in shock over the arrest and that he had spoken, he, he had spoken to his daughter since she had been arrested, but declined to describe the conversation to the media. I just punched my mic. Um, <laughs> declined to describe the conversation, simply saying, quote, any adult has to make decisions and live with them, good, bad, or indifferent, end quote. Meanwhile, remembering the call that she got from her daughter from the police station, um, Johnston's mother, Lisa, later told ABC, quote, I've thought as a mother, what did I do wrong? End quote. She also told NBC, quote, you think you're the average, normal, everyday American family. And then something like this happens. It, it's just a smack in the face. End quote. Even still, Lisa said her daughter, she felt, still had a lot going for herself. She still had aspirations of becoming a dental hygienist and noted that she was to the media that she was supposed to go to the Gaines, go to Gainesville State College on this Hope Scholarship. Quote, then she decided to do something different, end quote. You don't say. Which is such a waspy mom talking about her child becoming an exotic dancer comment yeah uh so yeah like the millers johnston's parents also believed that their daughter simply got caught up with the wrong kind of people with lisa saying quote this is certainly not the way we raised her it's all about choices end quote so in march 2007 during johnston's probable cause hearing in marietta because she did not waive hers mm -hmm. detective brad mcintyre no relation to reba i'm assuming testified for about half an hour saying Johnston told the authorities that the idea to rob the Bank of America started out as a joke before, quote, things turned serious, end quote. Johnston's lawyer also asked Cobb County Magistrate Court Judge Frank Cox to reduce her bond, which was at 20, set at $26,000. Um, he did lower it to $10,000. And okay. after the hearing, Johnston's parents, who sat with their pastor a few rows behind their daughter during the hearing, said they weren't really sure how they were going to pay the bond, but that they were eager to get their daughter home with her father saying they would get her out of jail, quote, as soon as we can come up with the money, end quote, mm -hmm. which they did. Ultimately, Johnson's family was able to come up with it. And upon her release, Johnston was under a strict seven day a week curfew from 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. while living with her parents. She had to be under her parents' recognizance. Mm hmm. So in January 2008, ahead of his sentencing for the role that he played in the Barbie Bandits heist, um, 
28-year-old Michael Daryl Chastang, a.k.a. Skinny, now known as Just Ken, was sentenced by Cobb County Superior Court Judge Mary Staley to 15 years in prison after he was convicted of trafficking ecstasy in a non-jury trial. She sentenced him to 30 years with 15 to serve, fined him $25,000. And these drug charges came after the Cobb County police stopped him, Miller and Johnston, in Douglas County. And when they searched him, they had found nearly 33 grams of ecstasy pills. Ooh, that's a bit much. That's a lot. That's like a lot of ecstasy. Yeah. Um, I say, as someone who doesn't know much about ecstasy, but that seems like a lot. It's an excessive amount. An excessive amount? I can't. Shut up. Um, goodbye. So I go to jail just for that. On March 24th, 2008... Judge Mary Staley sentenced Johnston, who pleaded guilty to robbery and marijuana possession charges, to 10 years probation with community service and a minimum $2,000 fine and $2,500 in restitution. As she sentenced Miller, who had been convicted of theft and drug distribution, to pay at least $25,000 in restitution and the maximum sentence of 10 years with two years to be served behind bars and the remainder on probation... Judge Staley pleaded with Miller to learn from her crimes, saying, quote, I want you to correct yourself. There's no reason you can't become a productive citizen when you get out of jail, end quote. Yeah. Miller's mother and sister hugged and kissed her as she was led out of the courtroom to serve out her sentence. Mm-hmm. During her sentencing hearing, Johnston, who was the first of the group to plead guilty, and that actually sped up the prosecution of her co-defendants, she took the witness stand and sobbing apologized for hurting and embarrassing her family and friends saying quote a lot of people look down on me i feel terrible i want to set a good example for my little sister she's a great kid i don't want her to end up like me end quote Mm -hmm. alan the bank teller was sentenced to the 10-year maximum with the requirement to serve five years behind bars and pay twenty five hundred dollars in restitution Judge Staley said she had imposed an additional penalty on Allen because he had not testified truthfully in Chastang's trial, but I couldn't find much more information on that. Okay. The following day, on March 25th, Chastang was sentenced to an additional 10 years in prison for the robbery on top of the 15 he received for the drug charges in January. However, a couple weeks later, in April 2008, Edward DuBose, who was the head of Georgia's chapter of the NAACP, Um, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, for those who are not in the U.S., Uh um, he condemned the convictions of both Chastang and Allen, saying, quote, when four people are involved in the same crime and those who happen to be Caucasian receive much less time than those who are African-American, this reflects a problem in the justice system that must be addressed, end quote. Um, Well, there's the, the argument of, like, the two girls are the ones that did it. Yeah. But... The other two men are the ones that kind of orchestrated and planned it. They were so the, the masterminds. I can see both. I can see both yeah. sides of this. Like yeah. they were the, mean, mas- the men were the masterminds. They were also the adultier adults in this yes. situation. All yeah. four of them were adults. But I can also see a lot of like I, for example, I know from researching that Chastang was a multiple time offender. Okay. I don't know Alan's history. Um, did Alan deserve... Alan was working more he time. Was the, the bank teller, right? The bank teller, yes. I don't believe you can work at a bank if you have. Yeah, prior I don't know that you can either. I don't. Uh, yeah, I was so going to say the same he thing. He might have had a clean record. 
yeah i mean like i said i couldn't find a record on him and yet he does pardon me i mean he's allergic to bullshit Um, he should obviously never work for a fucking bank again no but should Um, he have received the same amount of restitution but a 10-year maximum with the requirement to serve five and again i couldn't find anything about chastang's trial where alan was testifying yeah not truthfully on the stand i couldn't find anything about that it was really mostly about like the barbies yeah Uh, i can see it i can see it um according to the ajc quote the february 27th 2007 heist at a bank of america branch involved four people two young white women and a black male bank teller who admitted their roles and another black man convicted by a jury of planning the job end quote i don't know that it was right personally i i do agree i think that the girls particularly like should not have gotten off as easily just because they're young yeah they did it they and they did it they threatened to kill somebody even if he was in on it that's a serious thing to say yeah definitely because what if what if they hadn't met him in advance and they did go to that wrong bank and they gave that note to somebody who they thought was him yeah that's yeah. it's like, fucked up yeah but regardless i unfortunately could not find that anything came of this really yeah what i did find however was an update on miller who again 10 years the maximum but only two years time served the rest probation and the same amount of restitution as Allen, but also a $2,000 fine. Judge says, get your life together. And she began her sentence at Arendale State Prison on May 21st, 2008, according to the Georgia Department of Corrections. She was then released on January 12th, 2010. And it appears she did not take Judge Staley's advice because according to jail records, just a year later on January 14th, 2011, the 22-year-old was booked into the Cobb County Jail after being sentenced to 90 days for violating her probation in a recent arrest on a battery charge in Gwinnett County, Georgia. All right. That's not great. Nope. But yeah, so that's the end of the Barbie bandits. All right. But just like there's multiple Barbies in the Barbie movie, there are also multiple Barbie bandits. Oh no. Oh yes. Um, you faked this me out Barbie. There. <laughs> I did. I did. This Barbie does not have a Ken doll. Um, in February 2013, so just two years after Miller gets arrested for the second time, a 25-year-old woman in Everett, Washington, named Melissa Lindner, was jailed after she posted a photo with the caption Barbie Bandits on Facebook, which was interesting. Okay. Because according to Snohomish, Snohomish, S-N-O, H-O-M-I-S-H, County Police Documents. Lindner and another woman were accused of committing seven burglaries at a strip mall in the 5700 block of Evergreen Way in Everett on the night of February 10th and into the following morning. Police said Lindner was a former employee of a gold company in the building and she was able to force her way inside. And then, according to the police report, her and her accomplice forced their way into seven businesses in the building and stole property. 
The documents then said Lindner and her friend were taken into custody by Snohomish County deputies on February 12th as they fled another burglary in Snohomish, Washington. And the second woman was turned over to Everett police, at which point she, quote, provided a full confession, end quote, which can be translated to sang like a fucking canary. Yeah. And or sang like pop star Barbie and told detectives that the stolen property was with Lindner. And they did indeed recover several items stolen in the burglaries when they did a search of Lindner's home and vehicle. The police reported or the police report noted that Lindner had bragged about the two being the quote-unquote Barbie bandits on her Facebook page, which showed a photo posted on February 9th of Lindner and another woman both wearing sunglasses, jeans, and dark sweatshirts while posing against one another. And the moniker Barbie Bandits was emblazoned in pink cursive writing over the top of the photo because mm-hmm. 2013. And the post was captioned, quote, the all caps best of the all caps besties exclamation point end quote mm-hmm. got to get that all in there to get the full effect um the other the accomplice the other woman in the photo commented quote had so much fun doing our thing and then there's an expletive and then there's a it just says all the information i could find just said expletive in parentheses um and then it says her comment says b space where the barbie bandits are here capital N, we are taking over, end quote. Okay. So after the police were able to establish probable cause, which was not difficult because you put your entire fucking life on Facebook, Lindner was arrested on suspicion of seven counts of second degree burglary. And I tried desperately to find out what the fuck happened there, but I could not. All I know is that there was another Barbie bandits. All right. We've got multiple Barbies in this Barbie verse. Yeah. Um, and there is a show, though, the main the main case with Johnston and Miller, there is a show called Pretty Bad Girls, which is not to be confused with the Oxygen series Bad Girls Club, which is all that kept coming up every time I tried to Google it. Okay. There's only one season, uh, but the second episode of the season, which ran December 7th, 2012, um, that covers the Barbie Bandits. All right. And there are no ratings for the episode, but it has the <laughs> series has a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. You can watch it on Discovery Plus. Still not or good you can enough for it. a second season. No, none of these true crime shows are often given, I find, because they didn't reach their like. They, they were this was too soon. This was too soon in 2012. Yeah, this was like now the, the true today. Crime boom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can watch it on Discovery Plus. You can rent it on Amazon or YouTube. And, um, yeah, don't do crimes, maybe, but also leave Barbie out of it. Go see Barbie. Yeah. Is that the power? Just go cleanser? see Barbie. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but from what I've heard, yes, I saw... A, at I, the time right. of recording, it hasn't come out yet. At the it time of this releasing, out. it hasn't come out yet. It I was about to say, Friday. even then, even then. Um, but I will say, as far as a palate cleanser goes, um, there was a quote about like barbie like that greta gerwig said that i will say is a palate cleanser because she said in an interview quote ken was invented after barbie to burnish barbie's position in our eyes and the world end quote and there have been a lot of interviews where she has basically compared it to the creation of adam and eve how biblically they say that eve was created for adam and the juxtaposition of how 
yeah, Ken was created for Barbie. Ken would be nothing if there wasn't Barbie. Mm-hmm. Ken, Ken, and I really like that. It's a palate cleanser for me specifically. Also, this okay. milkshake that I've been like chugging on is a palate what is cleanser. It, what flavor is it? Oh, it's chocolate. You know, just you chocolate. You already know. Mm-hmm. Okay, just chocolate. Just Ken. Just Ken. Just chocolate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah. Go, go see Barbie. Go see Oppenheimer. See him at the mm-hmm. same time. See him one after the other. Mm-hmm. I'm um, also going to check out Nimona on Netflix after this. I've heard nothing but good things. I have not it's heard on, it. It's a animated movie starring Chloe Grace Moretz, okay. uh, Riz Ahmed, and Eugene Lee Yang oh, from the yes. Try Guys. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did um, hear about that. Yeah, and it just, it sounds very good. If you, it, it's, it's the same vibe. It's pink. It's a bad bitch. Right. And I mean, Chloe Grace Moretz is cute. We like her. Yeah. We're a fan. She hasn't done anything that I know of. That's Reprehensible. Not yet. like well, she's from Georgia. Oh, okay. Look at that. Synchronicities. <laughs> um Yeah, so go to our website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com if you wanna. I mean, I don't I haven't updated it in a little while. I'm I'm getting better at it. Um go to She's our, recovering from Prime Day too. I'm just recovering from just, you know, life. Um, from dealing with me. Just life. Uh, we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, not threads yet. Maybe Twitter's going to go away. I don't fucking know. We're gonna we're figuring it out because also threads right now, it looks like you can't have more than one account on the threads app. That's stupid. It's anyway. being it's it's being a real bitch to me currently. Whatever. So um, we don't care. Go to any one of those. We'll let you know. You'll know as soon as we do. Yes. And uh, you can join our Patreon. As little as dollars, much as whatever you want. There's different rewards at each level. And if you are at the $10 tier, you get to vote on what we talk about for the next episode. We got some really banger episode topics because it has been crazy in the true crime world recently. So um, go ahead yeah. and join the Patreon and vote on that. We will be talking about that episode next week. And mm. um, with that, we're going to see you next Tuesday. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Bye.